Bubs, I know you can hear me. Yes. Of course you can, because we're having no connection issues today. <laughs> oh. For episode 68, we're coming in clean. We tried a little something earlier. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, um, I'm a little disappointed in how that happened. Now, we are a proud sponsor of Anchor. And oh, they, no, no, they proudly they, sponsor us. In both ways. Okay. And we use their product, and it's good stuff. We had a little connectivity issues okay. earlier today that we're going to try to get resolved. I might put in a strongly worded message to them. But nonetheless, we got through it, and we're back on our traditional recording style because it's episode 68. Bubs, how you feeling? Oh, one away from the best. I am feeling good. I had a, a sh- okay. I had a strong steak and shrimp dinner. Okay. Um, with with some cake. Okay. And now I am going to get to talk some wrestling. And I'm glad you brought so up the I'm cake. Glad you said the cake. So you gave me my segue. Today's a big day in the Oakwin world because it's yes, your freaking it's your freaking birthday. And. Nothing yes. better that no better gift that I could give you aside from a lot of money, but I can't do that. So I will give you a little bit of wrestling talk before your night's over. And I appreciate that because there's nothing more that I love and enjoy in this world than talking wrestling. We got a bit of a, a bit of a show today, Bubs. It's going to be one of our midweek specials. We'll, I'll let you talk about that here in a second. I'm going to do a couple quick plugs, though, before we get into that. Over the last few days, almost a week now, we've become part of a network called the Podcast Wrestling Federation, PWF, that really is it's a part of what we've been saying since episode one. And it's something that you sign us off with every time we close an episode. What do you say every time we close an episode? Together, we can make wrestling great again. And I think part of that's really starting to come through because on Twitter especially, uh, I've become part of a group on, with our, our Twitter page on there with several other podcasts that really want to grow their own brand just like we do. So shout out real quick to the Go Home Wrestling Podcast. They're the one that kind of put, the, put the, the boots to the ground on this one and started making this happen with the ideas and creating the accounts. Boots to asses. I have that shirt. But the Podcast Wrestling Federation, it's a collection of a lot of our podcasts. It's going to be a network of content creators, which we consider ourselves, along with other guys that do blogs and run YouTube channels, basically do taking time out of their own day to, to do something that they, that they really like, passionate about wrestling in our case. So we, we really have the goal of sharing, learning about new stuff, new podcasts, and hopefully their fans become fans of ours and vice versa. There's going to be a lot of sharing. There's going to be a lot of co-hosting we're going to bring on some guys onto this show we're going to jump on some other shows as well to collectively start to grow our own brand as well as basically wrestling podcasts in general bubs how do you feel about it and and one thing i always talk about in every episode i say with the help of you guys we can grow this thing and, and not just grow our show but grow the wrestling community and being able to kind of just share resources, share their interests, uh, share fans. You know, we want our fans to listen to these other podcasts and hopefully other podcasts, their fans will listen to us. It's it's the biggest it's the best way to grow our show. And hopefully hopefully this takes off and hopefully we can be the D Lo Brown 
of this federation. Oh, man, well, well said, underappreciated guy, right? So get out there on Twitter, especially. That's your continent. You said Eurocontinental. Was he a Eurocontinental champion? Was he? I don't know if they did. <laughs> I, I watched Kurnane yesterday. <laughs> I feel like he would have been. I don't hate that. I'm a big D-Lo fan. But anyway, we got the YouTube channel up and going, the Twitter sp- uh, page especially, at Pod Wrestling Fed. Find everybody on there. We're all going to be supporting it as well, so you're going to hear it from us. You're going to see a lot of our re- uh, retweets through them, all that kind of stuff. Basically, a bunch of shout-outs and retweets to get everybody connected and get a lot of sharing of wrestling content going. So big plug for them. I wanted to lead off the show with that, Bubs, and do a little bit of segue here because we're going to jump into this here shortly. Today, this morning especially, you and I talked about one of these tiered images that's been going around a lot, people customizing their own level of goats and who's good and, and who's great and all that kind of stuff. So you found it on the Sports Bible. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the one that I saw Mm -hmm. that had some interesting takes. But, yeah, like you said, these are kind of floating around everywhere. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're kind of going to dissect one of those today, a pretty good one. And I actually got to talk to the chap that made it. His name was Ryan Siddle, and he's been contributing to Sports Bible. Strong name, too. I had to ask the guy how to pronounce it. I wanted to make sure I didn't mess it up. He said it rhymed with fiddle. So appreciate that, Ryan. Thanks for sending me straight. I would have said I could have said Seidel or something and butchered it. Anyway, go check him out on Twitter as well as the Sport Bible at Sport Bible and at uh, he is Seidel R twenty eight on Twitter. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit, Bubs. We're also going to talk about Raw reunion. So, what do you think? What do you want to lead off with? Well, I mean, let's go ahead and jump into Raw reunion just because that that wound is still fresh. It is. It's open. And, yeah, and and it wasn't a good show at all. Um, really none of it was very good, maybe except just the segment with The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Right. Um, seemingly stealing the mandible claw from Mick Foley. So that's a fun little passing of the torch, but yeah, um, not much good at all came out of it. No, big hype. Of course they were going to do it. TV ratings spiked. That's really what they wanted it for. They came in at a 3.1 with a 3.05 or something on the average for the three hours. So they got numbers increases, but it didn't mean a damn thing because they didn't build anything for WrestleMania. Excuse me for my... my Um, Early planning. Yeah, yeah. Summer version of WrestleMania. SummerSlam. I'm I'm ahead of myself by a year. Party of the summer. Yeah, they didn't do any of that. And I wouldn't say, aside from The Fiend, nobody really benefited from any legend coming back. They missed a lot of opportunities, I think. And we got to hear some... No one benefited, but a few people definitely got um, hurt by their interactions with said legends. Okay, so you think there was some actually some negativity that occurred instead of some positive oh, building. Which one specifically? Uh, I'm definitely talking about the OC. Okay, yeah, uh, they, they looked like a bunch of vicious, up. yeah. They did. They got chased off by the geriatric crew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the geriatric X. <laughs> they were out there with, with wolf, the wolf pack. Yes. And chased off who's supposed to be your top heel stable. Ah. <sighs> Your top heel stable is supposed to be the most dominant force on television, yet they may got made to look like a bunch of chumps. Yeah, I didn't like any of that. I mean, I wasn't really expecting. Once again, it, it comes down to 
the expectations you go in with as a fan, I guess, sitting there watching. Because I tuned in. I watched most of it, I'll say, because I enjoy these shows for the music hitting and watching the crowd reaction. And that's really all I want. And instead... And can we go ahead and say that Stone Cold still has the biggest pop in all of wrestling? Absolutely. And it's incredible to see that as many years has passed. Because you said this yesterday, I think. He's still treated as a special attraction type of thing. He never, He's really yeah. never around... He doesn't show up a lot. He's still in news because he has his podcast going on. And lately, Great podcast, by the way. The, the Stone Cold Stunner favorite. has been back via Kevin Owens, so he's been back in, in the conversation. But he's treated in a different light, basically, because Ric Flair is always around, unfortunately. Yes. And, and Hulk Hogan, when he's not banned from the company, is yeah. around often. And we get, hear a lot of him. We see maybe too much Shawn Michaels as well. We, we see yeah. these guys. We see a little too much Mick Foley lately. He's been gone since his GM role or whatever he was playing. But, you know, it's just they're, they're around a little too much. But when they're around, they're in the, in the wrong capacities. That didn't go well. No, he's not the best promo cutter ever. Well, so. He used to be, but <sighs> just the age has caught up to his body and his brain at this point. So the show really became... Some guys in the back doing their little segments, vignettes on camera, and then we got 24-7 title chaos throughout most of the show. Now, I absolutely hated it. I don't know how you feel about it, but there was a lot of... I mean, it took the fun out of it, is how I put it on Twitter, was I, I enjoyed the Drake Maverick and... I almost called him Ron Killings. Our, our truth segments a lot. You wouldn't have been wrong. I wouldn't have, but I just saw his Twitter, so that's why it made me say his name, but... That's what we've been getting lately, and that's been great stuff. But then we get legends. We get Pat Patterson. We get some of the former divas. They're not women's wrestlers. They were divas involved. So it took all the fun out of the, really the only positive thing that Raw has going on a weekly basis the last month, and that's been the 24-7 title. Yes, and as much fun as the 24-7 title has been, um, it's because of who has been involved in it. R-Truth mm -hmm. and Drake Maverick have been putting on a master class in mid -card lower mid-card wrestling. Like, this is what... This is entertainment up, wrestling, yeah. Yes. Growing up watching wrestling, it's, the, it's segments like these two have been having that get you hooked in to start the show, mm -hmm. and then you get your main event stuff going on later on in the show. But this is what you absolutely need to have a full entertaining show. And and here's the thing about the, the Raw reunion. Can we call this like a like a tribute to the troops kind of show where it's just like none of, none of it means anything? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's they, they did so nothing just, to just take a step forward. purposes? Right, yeah. It, it was a nostalgia trip for sure. Nothing was gained. They tried to make a segment for Seth Rollins, Miz TV. That was one of the worst um, Seth Rollins segments that I've seen him do it with a microphone. Go. It didn't go well at all, and he's really fading, especially in the, the, the crowd. There were boos for Seth Rollins. I didn't think we'd get to that point yet, but there, there's some We're real... at the point where, where people are cheering Roman Reigns and booing Seth Rollins. Right, and I can't like, believe that. Happening? I don't know what's what really is... going on. I'm certainly not booing the guy yet. I understand him losing the title. That, that was, I think, deserved. But I also understand him getting another chance to kind of right some wrongs and try again. But we need to be honest with ourselves. He's almost proving that he's a better chaser, which you love to talk about, and 
he's a better heel than he is a face. Yes, he always has been a better heel than a face. Um, this is, but he's always been as a face. He's better as a chaser. Right. And he gets a chance again to chase Brock Lesnar, but with segments like this, how do you how do you gain interest interest into the storyline? I mean, as great as the Miz is, mm-hmm. and as Seth Rollins has never been a great promo. He's decent, but I mean, it, it just didn't go well. A lot of this show didn't go well. Um, it started off with John Cena getting a huge pop. Huge. Which was, was what, what kind of world are we living in right now where Cena and Roman are getting cheered? Uh, it's the, in, um, the inverse of the universe somewhere. I'm not sure what year it is, but it's, but it's a good place to be. what about that promo mm-hmm. that John Cena cut? Uh, and what he said about the Usos. Nah, he can look into the future. Can. That's scary. Yeah, I mean, and we're hot off the. It was reported about eight hours ago now that Jimmy Uso was arrested again for his second you DUI. You know what's sad? Text me and you said. <laughs> said Jimmy did it again. Jimmy did it again, and I go, oh, he was arrested. Yeah. And I looked it up, and I was like, yep, sure did. Yeah. He's, he had one in February, and at this point. Then WWE did nothing last time with him. They said he's responsible for his actions or something. Minor slap on the wrist. They were off TV for a week. They have to. They have to do something now. Yeah, because this is a bad example. They are considered by all of us to be... They're the best WWE tag team just ahead of the New Day. A lot of us consider them to be the best tag team going in the world because of their accolades and the level of matchup that they put on. He's too yeah, important yeah. of a person to not get discipline and not be a guy that has to kind of show corrective action over time because yes. this is a bad look, I think. If they discipline Roman Reigns the way they did, they have to discipline Jimmy Uso right now. Right. In, in a bigger way. Uh, yes, for they sure. Have set, they have to set the example. And I, I really want them to. It's unfortunate because we love seeing Jimmy and Jay do things and Jay, and he's not going to go off and run a singles career or anything like that. But uh, This isn't WWE 2K15 where you had him running the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> You had him running the, the world title. Just running for yeah, running the second world title scene. That's good stuff. Y'all need to get into the universe on these two K games and make up your own world because so there's much. some there's some stuff that can go on. But yeah, that happened today. And back, but back to Raw Bubs. I want to know because we're gonna yes. we're gonna keep getting these shows once a year, maybe once every eighteen months or two years because the ratings pop that they get is real. Yes, we want to see some of these guys back. But how do they take advantage and actually do something with these guys? Because what you want to see is maybe not a, ha- a passing of the torch. I think that term is used loosely and far too often. But don't yes. you want to see some of these younger guys getting the head nod, getting a handshake or something, getting the, the rub from somebody in some capacity in in some relevant way so that we can say, okay, that was a successful show because uh, Braun Strowman got the rub from somebody. But here's the thing about that, is didn't we just have Raw 1000? Uh, We had SmackDown 1000. I think we had Raw Raw 25 last year. So, okay. So that's two shows in the last year that celebrated the the old. Yep. That celebrated the past, the has-beens. And we get a third one in short time. And... You're not giving us enough time to miss these people, right? Because I, I haven't once been interested in this show 
at all. Like, why do why do we need a raw reunion, Bubs? Why was this needed? Uh, well, from the their perspective, they need the ratings bump. That is, I think, why they put it on, and they got it. But as a fan, we get nothing out of this unless you're just a straight-up mark for Austin and you need to hear his glass break, which I'm there if it's going to happen, but we don't need it. Go to YouTube. Yeah, I can live YouTube in 1998 was a good year. I do a lot of that, by yeah. the way. A lot of network research uh, as well back in those years. Oof. Fuck. So good. But I'm, I don't need it so constantly mm-hmm. like if it's once every let's make it once every five years then yes that is great that gives me enough time to miss these guys mm-hmm. I I don't care to see Degeneration X again in a WWE ring no because we don't get anything out of that anymore we, it was good to hear what they had to say at the Hall of Fame that's really all I need to see anymore of the road dog and that's what of. The Hall of Fame is what is should be used to Cart glorify these guys the out. path. Yep, exactly. Not a not not a Raw, your flagship show, where you are struggling to keep interest from the fans. This isn't. This was a one-off thing. This you're not going to get Stone Cold week in and week out. You have to build up somebody to become that person. Right. And in a show like this where we're not going to see Austin again for years now, you can almost guarantee it just by his pattern on WWE TV at least. But this is where I want to see Austin like get a stunner from somebody or I want to see him give a rub to somebody in a positive way to not – again, not to pass it off but use these guys in a beneficial way so we can say, damn, three years ago he did get that shoulder tap from Austin that was – you know, was symbolic for something, and here this guy is three years later headlining WrestleMania or some shit like that, right? Because these guys you, have you a lot of clout. You, you brought up the stunner, right? Yeah. Why not have Stone Cold and Kevin Owens in the ring doling out stunners at the same time? That's the rub. Right. Kevin Owens becomes your top face if you do that. Right. Let's That's, say it means a lot. Stone Cold. Stone Cold gives. Vince the stunner, and then KO comes out and gives Shane the stunner. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a lot for us to ask because is it? I, th- I think it is because it means that would be for them to do that. There needs to be the utmost amount of faith in Owens that he would be because everyone says now just because that happened, you're now the next Stone Cold. That's a lot to live up to, and I think they need to they take risks like that. I know, and they've been letting him use the stunner, which has been the most protected finisher in WWE history. So it it means something, and what you're asking for is great. It's just unrealistic from WWE to do because they always play it safe. And even with this entire show, everything was played safe. Everyone got a little moment. But SmackDown's building towards SummerSlam, and they had a great show the next night. Yeah. And, yes. and Raw didn't. We got really nothing beneficial out of it, and Seth Rollins took a step back. So... Boo. Worst case scenario happened with Raw Reunion. And that's really, that's my last comment on it, is that worst case scenario happened. I agree with you. If it happens again and when it happens again in some type of fashion, hopefully we get some springboards of some guys, get some rubs, get some guys passing the torch, if you will. I hate saying it, but there it is, bubs. (laughs) 
But well, that was that was that was raw reunion. So now that I, that was good, a good little chat. Want to hear what? Yes, yeah, send us a message, send us a voice message, kind of giving your thoughts on it. If you liked it, we would love to know. Send us a voicemail. That's all I have to say. All right, but do you want to get into this tier because this is really what we wanted to talk about this morning, courtesy of Ryan again um, from Sports Bible. We have a list here, yes. basically, which is an image. We'll be, I put this out earlier, and I'll share it again as well on Twitter once the show is out. But we have a tier. You've seen these before once you see what I'm talking about. We got a GOAT category, very good category, good, underrated, overrated, trash, and then we'll talk about the last block uh, when it comes up. I don't want to bring it up now. But uh, I think what we really want to talk about is we're kind of going to go through these names and we're going to reorder a little bit because I told Ryan we weren't going to shit on his product because that's really not what this was for because I think no, that for the most I, part this I, is I well done. It. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, and uh, the article are some as well. But that I disagreed with. That's, that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. And when I shared the article itself on, out on Twitter, there was some negativity. So you need to fight that negativity with the rest of the IWC, Ryan. Not with us. Yes, you can come on our show. We're going to talk about it. But let's talk about this GOAT category, Bub. you want to start it from there and we'll kind of go down? Yeah, we, we could start from there. Um, there was one name in particular that I, I thought – didn't belong there, but uh, go ahead and run down the names and we'll, we'll discuss. All right, so from left to right, real quick, we've got The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, yes. Ric yes. Flair, Eddie Guerrero, The Undertaker, and John Cena. Right. That's a lot of goats, but a we, lot of really, really great performers. A lot of their own. Yeah, a lot of great talent, a lot of longevity for some of these guys as well, a lot, a lot of some of the greatest matches of all times. But you and I both agreed, as soon as we kind of pulled up the image, that one guy really doesn't belong, correct? Yes, and we're not saying that he's not great. He, I, I think he belongs in the next step down because I don't mm-hmm. think he, he has that GOAT status. Right. And that is – rest his soul, and I, I love him to death, but – I don't feel or believe that Eddie Guerrero is belongs in the GOAT category. He's not someone that we've ever brought up when discussing because we've, we've mm-hmm. discussed the Mount Rushmore of wrestling and, and GOAT status before, and he's not a name that ever came up. Right. So I find it very interesting that, that Ryan has uh, put Eddie Guerrero on that list. Right, and I, I agree with you as well. He's a guy that belongs in the next category down in the very good category because I do think – when we talk about the GOAT, it needs to be a select few amount of people. And even on this one here, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven folks that he has on that GOAT category. It's quite a bit, although all these guys have been in that conversation before that we've said, yeah, I could I could say that. So yes. I would move him down, and that's kind of what we're going to do as we go through this. We're kind of going to talk about who should go up a, a category, who shouldn't be in that category at all, who should move down, and, and vice versa. So Rock, HBK. Austin yes, Flair, yes. Undertaker, and yes. Cena. You all good with that, Bubs? The goats of I, wrestling. I am, honestly, I am very good with, no pun intended, I am very good with that list. Now, I, and we'll, we'll get to get to a name later mm-hmm. that I, 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 my one other complaint that I have okay. about this list, but we'll get to that later that someone that I think belongs in the goat category okay now as he made this i noticed it's kind of interesting that the folks that he chose they kind of come from a select era and they kind of stop there like well of course we're going to bring up 
Hulk Hogan, but he's the oldest guy on here. There were wrestlers before Hulk Hogan that appeared, and there's a lot of individuals that are kind of left off a lot of these categories because it kind of just seems to be the big names that have made this. And there's some dudes that are maybe deserving to be on here, maybe some dudes that shouldn't even be in a conversation just yet. So we're going to move yeah, on now. Yeah, exactly. There, where is Bruno, right? And if we want to go even old school, we can talk about where the hell is Killer Kowalski. He should be on a list like this too. But this is a fan. He's, yeah. I mean, Ryan looks like he's about our age too. So his his memory might be in this Bret Hart era where I, he I has a lot of guys. Yeah, I completely understand that though. Yeah. You know, all of these names are people that we have watched throughout exactly. our lives. And that makes sense. So let's move to the very good category now. We've got a couple yes. names to go through here and I'll get through them real quick. We've got Kurt Angle. We've got Chris Jericho, we've got Edge, we've got Daniel Bryan, Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, Bret Hart, Triple H, and AJ Styles. Oh, what a what a list of names. I mean, yeah, these are all guys that we have said before that are some of the best pro wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I and we talked about this on our last episode um, when we were watching Taboo Tuesday. How I brought up Triple H. As could be one of the best pro wrestlers of all time. Uh, I don't think he goes on the GOAT status, but I, th- I think that he absolutely nailed it with all these names in the very good category. And I would just throw Eddie Guerrero onto that list. Okay, so you're good with everybody being in here? Oh, nobody overrated? Absolutely. Nobody in the wrong category? No. I think Triple H, great. And he, he, he goes very good. I'm going to say great. Okay. okay. Kurt Angle, Great, all time great. Chris Jericho, all time great. Uh, Triple H, all time great. AJ Styles, all time great. Even if you just go with his WWE run, AJ mm-hmm. Styles can be in that uh, category. Um, Rey Mysterio, uh, Daniel Bryan, of course. All of these guys are the next step down from GOAT. Okay. I, I think you nailed it perfectly. I think when it's. When all said and done, I think AJ Styles moves up to the GOAT category. When he decides to, to hang him up, he's going to move up there. because When he's a three-time WWE champ. And uh, I mean, he could be five by the time he's done. He's thinking right? about all the stuff That's that he so does. Good. And the, the biggest attention that this one got from uh, some of the comments on social media was Bret Hart needs to be in the GOAT category. I disagree with that. Bret, so. Bret was probably the most, or he's in that conversation for the best technical wrestler of all time, but... Um, his ability to do other things was very limited, and especially it wasn't a promo. He, no, he did put on great matches, but his I never his storylines weren't great, except for Owen Hart and HBK. Yeah, and he he's put on great matches. He's one of the greatest in ring workers and technicians of all time, just like AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. But he doesn't have that. So to be put in GOAT status, and this is why I think Eddie Guerrero falls out of there, is the mainstream appeal. Sure. You, you go up to anyone and throw out the names The Rock, John Cena, you know Stone Cold, uh, even Shawn Michaels, if they had a passing interest in wrestling. People know all of those guys. Ric Flair, everyone knows Ric Flair. Yeah. So I think that gets them, that's what gets you GOAT status. I don't know if AJ Styles will ever get that kind of mm-hmm. attention but like like you want to possibly put him in there maybe in the next two years he, he can get that but all of these guys are great all-time greats but not goat level right 
Jericho, I think, can have that conversation as well once he decides to do. I would remove Jeff Hardy. I don't think Hardy has a place with all these guys he's set up next to. He's in the good category for me. His resume doesn't stack up. His his he's a multi-time world champion. He is. He's a great high flyer. Um, he's not a good promo. He's never won. He, he doesn't have some of the best matches of all time. We only remember a handful of them because of really what happened. Uh, so I think if Kurt Angle stays in WWE for his entire run, mm, there we go to the goat status. Absolutely true. But nonetheless, I like it. I I agree with what Ryan says about Bret Hart. Bret Hart is Bret's uh, biggest fan of himself, so it kind of yes. hurts him a little bit as well. And I do agree with your Jeff Hardy take. I think he can move down to good. Um, I'm very biased about him because he was one of my one of my guys. Yeah. Um. And but I, the bias part of me keeps him in very good. Okay. And this is strictly a WWE roster that we're really running down here. So I mean. Hard to say if he was if they're bringing in other companies' resumes to this or anything like that because Steam would be a part of this. Or... Yeah, absolutely. Then there's several J- Japanese guys that we'd have to talk about as well. But in the good no, category, a couple things just... to talk about here in the good uh, leads off with Booker T, followed by Kofi Kingston, Matt Hardy, Roman Reigns, uh, Ambrose slash Moxley, Big E, Sheamus, uh, Dave Batista, Miz, and Seth Rollins, Bubs. Okay. Ten um, guys in there in this this good category. I uh, so let's I guess let's discuss what does good mean? Like what is what's this level like mean? I don't know. Maybe it's it's good enough at the job you're given. You you because these are world champions. We have almost everybody in here except Big E is a world champion in some right. Matt Hardy has his own. So I don't know. It's uh, Booker T doesn't deserve to be with some of these guys in here. It's hard for me to say that Roman and Seth are good. What do you mean though? Do you think they should be moved up or because Booker T is a, I would say Booker deserved to be in the next category up and very good category considering his entire career. There's a lot. I mean, two-time Hall of Fame. He's he's done everything you'd want to, want to do. He's the resume you want if you had to pick one. Um, Batista, I think is. Yeah, there's. I mean, he had a great run. Shorter Batista. than maybe others wanted. True. Uh, but his almost his entire run was in the main event. Absolutely. So that's impressive. Love Booker T. It's another biased thing yep. from me. Um, Miz Matt Hardy definitely is. I would put him as good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Miz, if we're just talking about in-ring work and his matches, then yeah, he's good. He's not great, but his promo is amazing. He's an all-time great when promo. When is he getting another world title? Because that's what's separating him from a lot of we've the guys above him. About that for a while. It's been three years since we've been talking about that. Since he was a true heel, now he's just a beloved heel face that does whatever he wants because he's so good. There's yes. and, and even Rollins, these are multiple time, time world champions we have in here, Bubs. So it's, I don't know what but it really means by the good category. That's something I'm going to want to talk to him about a little bit because there's some good stuff in here that I like. I mean, if, if very good is all-time greats, mm-hmm. then good would be, you know, just... I would change good to like run of the mill. <laughs> very good. Okay. Like because all of these guys are very good. So I, I think we're we're 
we're looking a little too much at the naming convention sure. used. Um, I think all of these guys are deserving to be that step below all-time greats. Even Big E, huh? Because Big E has no world title to his name. More, I think that's more potential and what he's done as a tag team artist because, I mean, Kofi's in there too. Kofi's not an all-time great, but he's had yeah. tremendous success okay. in tag team, and now he's a very protected world champion. Ah, he's been winning strong. God, I can't wait for SummerSlam. We'll talk about that to close the show. But yeah. anybody, anybody that you would remove, that they need to be a step higher or they're not even really that good based on the verbiage. Anybody on here? Uh, Matt Hardy. Okay. I'd move him, move him off. Okay. Move him down. Um. Other than that, I think that's a pretty solid list of names. I really don't have any complaints so far yeah. on this list. I, I'd, I'd agree with you on the Matt Hardy thing, and I would go back to what has Big E done compared to the rest of these guys to be that's on the same list. That's more of a potential list. thing, maybe. Yeah, so I, if we're writing on potential, then I have many names to put on here as well. But now we're going to shift gears because now we're – thank you. Now we're going <laughs> to – we're going to talk about the underrated scheme. And there's some guys on here that aren't even wrestlers anymore. So this is, again, unique in how he's perceiving this. But underrated, Bubs. You ready to talk about it? Yeah. We've got Shelton Benjamin. We've got okay. Wade Barrett. We've got Kane. We've got Goldberg, Luke Harper, Christian, The Big Show, R-Truth, and Cesaro. Nine guys. Now, I don't think Kane can be considered underrated. He's had a tremendous career and has been given a ton of accolades from both the wwe and from us as fans Mm -hmm. so i think he can be moved up to that good category okay yeah shelton benjamin's definitely underrated um trying to trying to think here who else could be kind of moved from here well what are your thoughts this is a Since Luke Harper's on here, this is that category of potential. Because, yes, he has great ring potential, and we all want big things from him, just like Big E. So I think E would fit into this category more than anything. I don't think Christian was underrated at all. Using that word, underrated, I think he lived up to his potential. He did a good enough job. He was a great tag team wrestler. He exceeded his potential. He did a little bit, for sure. I do not think he's underrated. The Big Show has never been underrated. He was no. he, he would have been underrated in 1997 in WCW, but he. he I did. think this means underrated by the fans because the fans give a lot of crap to Big Show. They do. He's and gone heel face too much. We all hate. He that. has, but for a man his size, he he puts in mm-hmm. good work. He's had some really good matches. I also don't think Goldberg is underrated at all. He, no, he's overrated at Goldberg if anything. falls into the overrated category for me too. Yes. Uh, for ring work, he had a very small stint in his career where he was maybe the top guy in wrestling, but he was competing with Austin at that same time. So no, you don't win that category. And like the guy, I, I enjoyed his comeback somewhat. Well, I it thought was, his comeback role uh, run was, was really good, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, he is definitely not underrated. I think maybe uh, what Ryan is saying is that he was a better in-ring worker than what we give him credit for, but I I don't see that. There was never really a Goldberg match where I thought he I thought he looked great. No. Um, I'll always remember watching him beat Hogan for the title in Atlanta. That's just a 
yes, that's a memory as a kid that Absolutely. I'll never forget. But to call him underrated is, I think that's the biggest, one of the one of the biggest reaches on this list. And just by the the term underrated, I totally agree with Cesaro and Wade Barrett. There was a lot Absolutely. more to be done with bad news character and Cesaro in general, even to this day with Cesaro. I think Benjamin has kind of run his course. His comeback could have been made a little bit better, but this is, yeah, you're getting a lot of doing well with, with Chad Gable as a tag team. I don't know why they they, kind of abandoned that. They put that to the floor. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. That was a good run. This is the category we're giving you the most shit here for, Ryan. Maybe because it's terminology of the use of underrated, but a couple of these guys need to be moved off and maybe into their own category. A couple we agree with, though, for sure. Yes. Now... This is a good category. This is what gets the IWC talking. This is what get us some gets us some hate mail. The overrated category. And I got some beef right up front. We'll talk about it here in just a second. But we've got CM Punk. We've got J- JBL. <laughs> this, was, this was my actually the <laughs> this was the this the, got your attention. Yeah. <laughs> this was the one that, that was my favorite. We we got I, <laughs> I gotta focus. We got we got punk, we've got JBL. Yes. And we've got Randy Orton, Bubs, three guys on the overrated list. So, a uh, couple things real quick. Anybody from the above categories that you would put into this? I agree with you on Goldberg. Anybody else? Yes, Goldberg. I would move into that category. Um, man, just trying off the top of my head. I mean, I I like Matt Hardy. I do. Yeah. And I loved his run as V One, but I would put him as overrated. I think people give him. A lot more love than I just don't think he's as good as what people, you know, make him out to be. He has a lot of fans left over from when we were young and him and Matt were running the tag scene. I think that's where a lot of the love comes from. In ring work leaves a lot to be desired, so that that's got potential there, Bubs. Now, what about? So we agree with Punk. Let's start. Let's start. From yes, the absolutely. Let's CM start Punk. there. That's that's the one thing that rated. I had a huge check mark right there, mm-hmm. and that made me send it to you right away. We did. Checked it out, and that's when I fucking started tweeting. Yes, because I agree wholeheartedly with that sentiment. Every, the other two, I do not agree at all. Okay, neither do I. Now, th- this is a little where a little bit of Markism comes in. You and I, huge fans of JBL's run as champion on SmackDown yes. mid two thousands. Correct. When he was kicking out when he was chasing illegals out of the country <laughs> at the border. <laughs> it was such good heel stuff. And that um, that was a great run, and he is one of the best tag team wrestlers ever as well with Ron Simmons. Yeah. So. I don't know what the again what the and when he was when he was with, with the blackjacks he was a blackjack yeah we can go back to like ninety seven and he's on TV out there doing good shit so he's got longevity he was a good commentator at times some of it is not I will say that yes absolutely he is not overrated though no okay um if anything I would put him in the underrated category okay absolutely I would because he was some of his feuds were memorable. Um, some of his matches were memorable. Uh, does John Cena get as hot as he was without JBL? It was a good feud. It was a good feud, and that was the perfect person to get John Cena over. Damn it. Because he was so despised. So, yeah, I would definitely move JBL, JBL out of that category because I loved him in the APA. Yep. Um, My favorite tag team of the Attitude Era. 
He, he goes was, in the, he's in the good category for sure. He's up there with Booker and I wouldn't put him in the good category. I definitely put him really? in underrated. Okay. Yeah. And now we've got a I thirteen time credit then. world champion. Uh now I could I can definitely see why he put I do too. I get it. The, but I don't agree with it. No. But I see it. This Randy Orton is seen as stale. He is seen as boring in the ring. Unfortunately, I want. I wish everybody could take a step back and realize how grateful we are to be in the same era where Randy Orton is. Randy because. Orton, John Cena, Batista. Yeah, we like we were able to see like all time greats come up, start at nothing, and then become all time greats. That's rare to see. Yep. From start to finish, we have seen him do very little stuff with like Bob Holly and hang out in that yes. era, and then and his terrible finishing move that he had when he first started before he adopted the RKO. Which one that, was that? Like, oh, it was the overdrive is what overdrive. it was called. Yeah, I'm a, with you. Yes, he held onto their arm, put his <sighs> put their their neck, the back of their neck, uh, like under his knee, and like twist. It was it was weird. It was clunky. I didn't like it. Since then, luckily, we have gotten yes. a uh, a guy who's in that very good category. Who got the legend killer? He, uh, my favorite, underrated, absolutely. He's and he's still doing stuff in 2019. I don't think he's overrated at all. He's very good on the mic. He's very, he's a natural heel. When he's heel, he's at his absolute best. He's not the best. He is face. a C plus face, but he is an A A plus heel. Yeah, we're getting this. This is where we throw flack at you there. Ryan, sorry. A lot of fans agree. We totally get why you're putting him in there. We disagree. Yes. But oh. I completely understand it. Bubs, the trash category. Yeah. Let's, you uh, know I, I have some gripes. Well, I, these are personal for you. So real quick, Ryan has a trash trash category. It consists of Dolph Ziggler, Hulk oh. Hogan, Jinder oh. Mahal, yeah. Baron Corbin, no. and, and Alberto Del Rio. Well, okay. So, the only people that I would keep in this category are Jinder Mahal and... And Del Rio. Yes. Yeah, that's for sure. And they are. They're both trash. I hate Del Rio. They, they never liked him. Nope. Um, but Ziggler, he's not trash. He never has been trash. He's good. He's not. He's not great. But I would definitely put him in good. Yeah. Um, he's not underrated or overrated. I think he's exactly where he should be. Right. Um, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, and this is what I talked about earlier, teased earlier when we were talking about the goats. Like Hulk Hogan belongs in that goat category. He he fits all the criteria except for his maybe his actual in-ring work, but he has put on some really good matches in his career. He has, and a lot of people haven't seen those because a lot of them weren't on mainstream WWE. They were exactly. elsewhere. And I think if I remember reading this... His AWA matches, his, his New Japan, Japan matches. Stuff, yeah. Ryan's kind of justification with this, which has some, some truth to it, is Hulk Hogan is a trash human being. He's a bad person. <laughs> yes. And there is, I'm of not, course, not truth. There is truth to that. I don't think that at all. He hasn't done... That doesn't. I don't want to make it sound awful. He hasn't done enough bad for me to keep him off of a list like this, where he's not in the goat <laughs> that is, category. That's a weird thing. I know, but he's uh, he unfortunately changed the game. He's the reason why we have wrestling mainstream. 
I'm sorry. He is, and we he's have the to. reason why we have sports entertainment. Yeah, we have to admit it. He wasn't. He never. He never had a good match in the ring post 1989. You're not going to find one, especially if you look up Shawn Michaels and him in the mid 2000s. You're not going to find anything oh, good. That match is so good. Ah, oh, God. Like, but, please go back and watch that SummerSlam match <laughs> because SummerSlam. I've gone back and watched it, and I cracked up the entire time. I, I was it. so entertained by it. Hulk doesn't belong That's in here. Sean Sorry. Sean, Sean can be go because of the match. Now, Jinder Mahal. That's what I, I, I said. The great Kali. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of trash. No, no. I, I was thinking of like, why is he not on any of these lists? Because he, that's why I said, not because there's. Uh, the great Kali. Sorry. Perfectly in this category. I hate it. Yes, Kali, Jinder Mahal. No, great. It, it is you a great keep Kali. It is great Kali. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's trash. His yeah. run as world champion, his entire wrestling career wasn't good. It wasn't entertaining. Uh, nice guy. He was guy. huge in India, though. Yeah, great. And if, you, big if, you listen to, if you listen to Jinder Mahal on the Jericho podcast, mm. he puts over Kali in a big way in India. Like, Why not? streets shut down, yes. uh, stadiums filled to capacity just to see Jinder. Uh, I was calling Jinder <laughs> Kali. Kali. Uh, both both belong on the trash category. Okay, trash category. You got not much else to say. Here's where you're going to get some gripe from us. Baron Corbin, Ryan. Yes, I do uh, not agree. Real quick. He is underrated, he's, if anything. He's probably in the underrated category, and if he wasn't in there, he's certainly in the good category. He's the best heel going right now because, again, we all hate him, but it's not go-home heat. Y'all need to quit using that term loosely because you don't know what it means. It's, it's not and it's not X-Pac heat. People yeah. just throw that term around like, it's like, oh, I'm smart because I use terms like X-Pac heat or go-home heat. It's like, no, he's and got real heel heat. Instead, Corbin is playing a very good heel character that he's been developing. And his entire kind of upbringing, when he came up from NXT, has been a pretty good ride. We need to start thinking back several years now from when he was... One, he's had John Cena in a match at a significant pay-per-view. He's had money in the bank. He's had gr some pretty good feuds. He's been placed in a lot of main event stuff. And now he's, although the feud kind of flopped, I'm not putting all the blame on Seth, nor am I putting it on Corbin, but he's a very good heel. And I think people just don't want to accept it. They don't because it's one of those things where it's not a guy that they want to be in that position. But he's the right guy to be in that position. Right. And he has the coolest finishing move. Oh, he does. And he's got great music, too. Fuck. That end of, that end of day is, is so good. When he hit it on Becky Lynch, like that Big was, pop. oh, what a heel move that was. I love and that. then that led to Seth dropping the title to Mr. Monster in the Bank. Yes. Beast in the bank, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they've been protecting the move as well. I think there's big things ahead for Corbin, honestly. And if he's oh, been absolutely. if he's, he's been slowly getting himself in better physical shape underneath like his bartender gear that he wears, I that, think that that gets to me. I am not a fan of his in ring gear. Yeah, I think that it, I liked it when he was Constable Corbin, it but fit I'm then. not yeah. a fan of it now. I think a change is due for that, uh, but not a change in character in general. He's been doing great with that. And last, but certainly, well, he's probably least for me on the trash list. Alberto but, Del Rio. Yeah. Former uh, world champion multiple times over, money in the bank. Yes. Yes. That's all true. 
but it was never he was never entertaining to me his his matches always left something to be desired um i think he gets a lot of like love for <sighs> i don't know for what? i don't know why yeah for dating page maybe <laughs> I hope not, because we're all on her side. He put her through hell, allegedly. Uh, yes. I just, I don't like the guy. I don't want to bad guy. Like, I have not heard good things about him. That how much faith and how much stock they put back in him in 2000, when was that? 10, 2012, like that era? 13 even? What, when he won the... When he was, when he was, a, when he was a, like, top guy. Of yeah. how much attention he got and how... How much they really pushed him because I never he was, saw he was Triple H and CM Punk. Yeah, I I never saw it. I I don't get it. He did draw an additional audience, which is good. I mean, it's I I did like I liked his ring announcer more than him. I thought that was fun. Oh yeah, um, was I can't remember the guy's name. I, but I almost racistly said Carlos, but that's not accurate. Um, uh, damn it! Rude. I know what's his name because I can picture the dude. He had a great. Damn it. We agree with you, Ryan. We're just on a tangent. Sorry here. Um, I, I'm over this, though. Absolutely agree. Now, now, Bubs, we didn't talk about this when we introduced the topics, but the very last bottom of this tier. Which might be the best one and the most accurate one yet. It's, it's the most and accurate. It's, a, it, it's, it's the Brock level. It's the Brock category. And, and well, who's who it? else? Who's in it? Who else do you put in this category other than uh, Brock Lesnar? My God. What a beast. Ryan, yes. Ryan, great job on that. I got a good laugh out of that, and it's the most accurate one that you did. It, it for is. Sure. This, this one really gets no debate from – I hope anyone because this one is not debatable. He it's is not, the Brock. the best Brock that he, there is – was name me a better Brock and I will call you a liar. I can't, so I won't be called a liar. Exactly. Go Brock. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brian, thank you. Thank you for giving us this talking point today. Uh, like I said, go go check out this list on Sports Bible. And it is by Ryan Siddle. Yeah, rhymes with fiddle. Gotcha. Yep. Yes. Ryan rhymes with fiddle siddle. What a great ring name. That's not bad. Now, la lastly, we're going to close it out with a little bit of talk leading into SummerSlam just to close this out real quick, Bubs. My, my tweet, which has been getting a lot of hate, and I'm going to read it to you because I want you to feel the hate too because I know you don't read my tweets. So it's one, it's one of part of my uh, the truth is category that I've been doing a lot lately. All right? So the truth is Kofi Kingston beating Randy Orton clean at SummerSlam and retaining his championship – would be a more relevant and career-defining win than him beating Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania was. Ooh, that's quite that's quite the statement. It is, and that would be a career-defining moment because of the history that these guys have. Long-term storytelling, and I think that it would be tremendous for Kofi's career, but. I mean, I've I've mulled over this and I threw this scenario at you. Like, why not have Randy Orton win and then have them feud 
through SummerSlam to the Royal Rumble and have them trade off the title back and forth between each other. Like, I think that would be a much more kind of satisfying story Mm -hmm. than just having a one-off match at SummerSlam and Kofi Kingston winning. Yeah. If we, as fans, if you want us to buy into this story, which we're going to, because we like this, we like this. It was 2010, I think, when they had their original feud like this and really where this is all based off of. If you want the payoff to be a three-week build in a SummerSlam match and you do it that way, it's mediocre. What you do is you make it even longer than it than than that really. And what what we want to have happen is Randy Orton does win at SummerSlam. He beats Kofi Kingston, whether that be clean or heel, it doesn't matter. It's Randy Orton because one, I think Randy is not done winning world titles yet. He's at thirteen right now, I think, yes. and they need to they need to creep him up in that fourteen or fifteen kind of level, right next to John Cena. But but obviously not tied with him. And then we can have a detailed, specifically driven promo storyline that gets us to the Rumble through Survivor Series, because I don't think we'll see anything there, to the Rumble, where we can see a real payoff for this. And that's Kofi winning it back from Randy Orton, which would, if that happens, I think that's an even bigger win than WrestleMania that was That would be an Kofi. Huge win for Kofi. Yeah, his final career-defining moment. He can ride off into the sun. He dropped the title at WrestleMania and ride into the sunset. Drop the title, yeah. Big E, a heel, Big E. Uh, heel, Big E would be great. Been calling for it. Fuck. Uh, sorry, it's got a little yes. excited there. But yes, but, that that's that's what I think should happen. As okay. SummerSlam. I'm excited to talk about SummerSlam. We're going to start getting into it over the next couple weeks, bubs, of course, because we're we're creeping towards it. The card is already looking good, but a good show we had today. Again, appreciate you, Ryan, for giving us something to talk about today as well. Raw Reunion, you sucked, but uh, we'll pick it up next week, bubs. What else you got? Well, um, this is the first of many of our going to be like midweek kind of shows. Um. And I, I've I've got a couple ideas, and I want to get some ideas from the fans. I'm going to throw these ideas to Chris and have him post them on Twitter and see what you guys think. But yeah, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. And I've got a lot of traveling coming up, so this weekend won't be. I'll I'll be a little too busy for us to have one of our regular shows, but we are going to start having these kind of two episodes a week kind of things and hope that you guys really enjoy that. Uh, also, we hope to enjoy the other podcasts that are part of the Podcast Wrestling Federation. So please go check them out. And yeah, yeah, that's all that's all I've got to say. So thank you guys as always for joining us. This has been a real pleasure. Love you guys. And guess what? There's only one way to grow this show, and that's for us to be together, because together we can make wrestling great again. See you guys next time.